told you that I did not feel good and I wasn't going to stand up and preach. Twenty seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. 
Welcome to GMFC Studios, God's production company. Praise the Lord, everybody. I apologize for sitting down this morning, but I'm not feeling that well. Under a little physical attack, been to the doctors and they have me on some antibiotics and things. But we're believing God for quick recovery. While I may be sick, it's just because I have not been healed yet. And I like to add the word yet to the end of a lot of things that we experience in life because the promise of God I believe in wholeheartedly. But I wanted to take the opportunity to just address you briefly this morning and share something with you that I feel the Lord has laid on my heart. <clears throat> I'm not sure how many of you out there, and I will be extremely brief today, so again, if you are looking for a long sermon today, I apologize. This will be the briefest you will probably ever hear me. But I'm not sure how many of you have ever seen, and I, and I don't even know where I saw this, but there was a clip um, of an actor, Morgan Freeman, and he had made a statement in the clip um, with something to the effect of when you pray to God and you ask God to uh, give you strength, do you think that he just magically allows um, muscles to appear in your body? Or does he put you in a situation where strength is what is actually called upon in you? And he went through this whole litany, which actually boiled down to when you're praying for these things, what God does is God introduces chaos or conflict into your life. But he does this not so much that you don't have something, but to show you that the very thing you're actually asking him for, he has already implanted in you so then conflict becomes the revelator of the full power of the Godhead manifest in your life the promise of the word of God is that God would be with you that he would keep you that he would house all of who he is in you through the gift of Holy Ghost. It is the Holy Ghost that allows us to tap into all that is God. There's been oftentimes the idea that the real Christian or the really holy person is a person that just enjoys the benefit of the blessings of God 
And once you come into the point of salvation, that the expectation is that God is going to deliver you and keep you and heal you and bless you. And these things are true, but it introduces the idea that because those things are present, that you'll never be sick, you'll never go through anything, you'll never deal with loss, you'll never have loved ones uh, die on you, you'll never uh, deal with financial collapse, you'll never have all these problems that we associate with natural life. I think that it is important that we as the children of God begin to live, think, and function as God intends for us to do. In this life, we are going to go through. In this life, you're going to have conflict. And for a long time, we've looked at conflict as a negative thing. We've looked at conflict as something that we shy away from, we try to avoid, or we use as a catapult to leap into actions of the flesh, the emotion of our Adamic nature. nature. I pose a thought for you to meditate on today. Can conflict be more than just something negative? Can the introduction of conflict be the revelator of what God has already planted in you for you to walk in victory? The Lord said that he has come to set us free. Oftentimes, many of us are dealing with being bound and we don't even know that we're bound. We're bound personally, we're bound psychologically, we're bound financially, we're bound relationally. And we don't even realize that we're carrying some of our imprisonment into new stages of our development. And that imprisonment is affecting our ability to grow and be whom God has called us to be. So God introduces and allows conflict to come as a revelator of what he's planted in you, but also as a revelator of what it is that is binding you so that you can be free from being bound. I wholeheartedly believe that for everything in life, God, for the believer, God has prepared you to face. Some of us are in preparation now for something that is to come later. Some of us have 
been through the preparation process and are now in the place where all we've been prepared for is right before our face. Sometimes we allow our emotions to get the better of us. We allow our emotions to guide us and to direct us. I shared this morning with a young lady that emotions were never meant to be the guiding compass of your life. Truly, love, love of God, love of your spouse, family, is the thing that should guide you in all the things that you do, in everything that you become. And I'm believing that as God allows us to endure things in life, it's not because he enjoys our suffering, but because he would rather we suffer a little so that we can enjoy a lot. We can live a free life. No longer being bound to the things that prevent our growth. The purpose of God in the life of the believer is to mature us. Because only in maturity can you reproduce. The problem that we've seen throughout history is immature things reproducing immature things. We're coming into a season now where God is pouring out his spirit because we are in the end of the end of days. The Lord is soon to come. And I wholeheartedly believe that in this season, Whatever time is remaining, God is looking for those who will stand on his word, recognize crisis as an opportunity for self-growth, self-reflection, an opportunity to live free so that we can be used unencumbered and lead many to Christ. The church has fallen a long way teaching a limited gospel. Some of the leaders of our faith have failed us. But because we've become so in love with the charisma of some of our leaders, we've gone down the rabbit hole with them. Rather than keeping our eyes focused on Christ. This is why the word tells us we ought to try the spirit by the Spirit. 
We ought to recognize when something is wrong. So I encourage you, people of God, when conflict comes, when you see these things happening in the church, don't immediately jump to an emotional response, but take a minute to be curious about the conflict. This is last night I went to see Michael Jr., a Christian comedian. I took my wife there for her birthday to a church in Circleville, Ohio. We had a beautiful time. And this is a principle that he uses in his series, Funny How Marriage Works. And of course, I'm not getting any kickback from him promoting the, you know, his series, but I encourage you from what I've heard that if you have the opportunity, look him up on YouTube and take advantage of the wisdom that's coming from this seven-part series that he and his wife are putting together. Funny how marriage works, but there's something that was wonderful that he said that goes in line with what I've been teaching for years. We have to, as the children of God, step out of ourselves long enough that we might begin to see things within the perspective of Christ. Many of us in the body of Christ are quick to say, according to God's word, I have died, yet I live. Yet not I that live, but Christ liveth in me. So the power by which I live now, I live not by the Adamic nature or who I used to be. I live by who I am because I am lives in me. And if this be true, then our perspective upon all things should have shifted. And if our perspective truly shifts, then our focus, our curiosity, our seeking a glorious end to all that we are engaged in should be different now than it used to be before we knew Jesus. I've often told people that we need to look at not just situations in life, but people through the lens of Christ. And if we did, we wouldn't be offended so much. We wouldn't be frustrated so much by people if we would look at people through the lens of Christ. Understanding, practicing patience, So I encourage you, people of God, today, as I take my leave from you, be curious 
when conflict comes. Talk to God. God, are you showing me something about me? Or are you showing me something for which I can and have been prepared to respond to? That you, in and of it all, would be glorified. I solicit your prayers. And I hope that this few minutes is a blessing to you and it inspires you to begin to think differently about life, about relationships, about people, about circumstances, and even about conflict. Know that I am praying for you that I love you, God loves you best. Have an awesome Sunday, an awesome Sunday. As they say, this is the day of the Lord. And since it belongs to him, even as every day does, because you are awake this morning, you should rejoice and be glad in this day. God bless you.